What's up, everyone? And if you don't recognize this voice, uh, hey, it's Joe, and I am back for the first time in a while to host Test Your Might, which is the weekly video game debate show. With me today, a couple OGs, uh, you'll know them as uh, Rubber Duck, Quack Quack, The Duck Is Back, and Mr. Stay at Home Gamer. Taking my, See? that's my slogan, Joe. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, uh, Quack he Quack, knows. this is the real duck and he's back. <laughs> and Mr. Uh, Stay at Home Gamer. Mike, how are you doing today? I don't have a catchy uh, catchy phrase or anything, but I'm doing well, Joe. Um, thanks for hopping on. Uh, that's Cicero. He's sort of been a slacker this month, so uh, we needed we needed some bodies. We needed some warm bodies, so thank you for joining us. <laughs> He's Perfect. handling and the I'm business. I'm not dead, so I back. count. So I, I got his back. He's handling business. There we go. Uh, we yeah. all know Cicero is a very busy <laughs> man. Uh, being a mafia lord like he is, uh, it takes a lot of your time and energy. So uh, mm-hmm. when he's not here, he's doing real things. And when he's here, he's bringing real things. So today <laughs> we're going to be discussing, uh, discussing Metroid Prime, the Nintendo Direct, which just happened over the weekend, uh, and more. But first... If you're listening to us, why don't you go ahead and leave us a review on whichever thing you're listening to us on. If it's iTunes, it's five stars. If it's Spotify, it's the mobile app. And if it's YouTube and you can see us, uh, subscribe. Ringling the ding bell, yeah, I think is that. how that one guy says. Uh, but yeah. Ringling the dingling bell. <laughs> Austin <Yeah>. Evans, shout <laughs> out. <laughs> uh, uh, comment, subscribe. Comments, obviously. If you write them, we will read them. Uh, we love seeing what you guys say. Uh, there's not that much interaction, but hey, if you want to leave more and have more interaction, we would like that very, very much. Uh, so do that. Housekeeping. We have a Batman, Best of Batman series, continuing with Batman 1989. That's right, Tim Burton Batman. Burt Man. Yeah, you got it. Murder Man. It's coming this week, and we'll be continuing Bird. our favorite Bird movie. Man. The Burt Man, yeah. Uh, we will be <laughs> continuing our favorite movie series. This week with a special guest. We're not announcing the guest, are we? Or are we doing that? Um, we can. Uh, Isaac from the Infinity Bros is our first uh, first guest on our favorite movie series. Um, and, and like I've said before in episodes past, we are doing a community uh, favorite movies uh, that is entering that rotation of our favorite movies. So... Yeah. So let us know Isaac's what your first. favorite movie is, and maybe you can join our community and jump on an episode with us. Agree. In the comments. Or you can hit us up on Twitter, uh, which is at What the Fun Podcast, or YouTube in the comments, or email us if you want to do that. Same thing, What the Fun <laughs> at gmail.com. Um, are you guys ready? Because I'm, I'm actually ready for this one. Last of Us check in. I caught yeah. up today. There you wow. go. Uh, how how do we do this? Is this spoiler free? Are we uh, patent pending spoiler free review? It is spoiler free, um, but you could go a little bit deeper than your patent pending. <laughs> no, nah, we're bringing it here too. So if you've heard my patent pending spoiler free reviews, you know they leave a lot to be desired. So here it is, Last of Us. If you ever wanted to watch a show based on a video game that did it well. Here it is, The Last of Us on HBO. That, that that's it. All right, Justin, what have you got? <laughs> yeah, uh, so last week we talked about the third episode. Uh, this is four and five because we got a surprise fifth episode 
on Friday instead of today, the Super Bowl day that we record this anyway. Uh, I enjoyed both four and five. Four, four was a little slacking on action, but it had that emotional bonding between uh, Joel and Ellie, which I loved. And then five was just the peak of what we've seen so far action-wise. And it blew us away. Uh, I I and my and my girl were both swearing at the TV because it was uh, intense at one point. Uh, and we Potty were like, mouth. Not, not ready for it. So yeah, um, family-friendly swearing at the TV. Family <laughs> family, that's right. But, but, Shoot, like dang. Said, amazing. <laughs> Darn amazing. diddly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, Mike, have you caught up four and five? Yeah, I'm all caught up. Um, Ooh, Justin, Justin, I want to push back on that a little bit. Um, I don't think this show is about the action. Um, I really don't. And I think that's where it shines. Uh, the relationships and the character building is just, it's just awesome it is it is near flawless i love the characters so much um i i'll hearken back to a discussion that me and cicero had on our news episode a couple weeks ago uh we could link that in the card or something whatever but um i wish the halo series was this um i i wish the halo series uh just adapted the first game the first game um the story and the characters uh and taken the creative liberties that they would have needed to uh, to push a push a story forward in in the TV realm and that that's what they did here with the last of us I know I've never played the game but I do know that there are some uh, div- divergence there yeah, there's some works. yeah there's some divergence from the actual game itself um, and it all it has all worked I think the last of us is going to be very hard to beat for myself for show of the year for me for me personally i think it's gonna be very hard to beat so um yeah episode episode five certainly as justin said brought the brought the action um i think that i think that uh at that point you sort of needed some of it and even even the uh even the directors in the director's commentary after it was saying that like yeah, this is really the first time we've shown, uh, you know, the 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 zombies or the you know the clickers as as much as we did. So, um, I, I think I think it was a it was a good showing. Um, I love Joel and Ellie. Uh, episode five completely wrecked me. So yeah, uh, you're in for a, a reckoning, <laughs> a W R E C K ending <laughs> when you watch that episode. Yeah, it doesn't work. Just go with There's it. There's a pun in there somewhere. Uh, yeah. All right. Yeah, lots we're of gonna move fun. into. Oh, oh. no, go ahead. I was just saying we're gonna we're gonna move into what what we've been playing. I was just uh, trying to be a, a fun guy, so you know. Uh, uh. I get it. There's the pun we needed. Uh, so, what have we been playing? Uh, I'm I'm gonna start us off here. <laughs> I got to go hands on with Hogwarts Legacy, uh, because my buddy bought the deluxe edition, so I got to go on early. The game is amazing, and I want to buy a Series X now and the game, but it's too much money. Uh, but that's what you're, I was playing. You're still going to do it. You just got a promotion. You're going to do it. I did, so maybe <laughs> I will do it. But man, is that game great. I loved it. I only got to play for like two and a half hours, which wasn't very much. But in that two and a half hours, I uh, fell in love with the game. So Hogwarts Legacy, it's super fun. Uh, at me if you want. I think I have a Twitter somewhere out there. Uh, Justin, <laughs> what have you been playing? Mine, mine's a book. So, uh, Mike, if you got a shorter list, I'll go last. 
Oh, I um, thought you meant you were playing a book. <laughs> I was going to say. Well, what like, is that? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I got a, I got a pretty decent list um, as well, but... I got through the character creation of Hogwarts Legacy, so um, haven't gotten into haven't gotten into it uh, too much. I look forward to uh, diving in a little bit deeper. You um, trade but, off. You want to go back and forth? Sure, go ahead. Okay. Uh, I also played Hogwarts Legacy. Uh, <laughs> I played the prequel to its extent. I got all the way to the end of the the prologue, per se. Uh, title screen flashed, and then my Xbox was like. You need to install the whole game to continue. And I was like, okay, I'll, I'll come back to you. I haven't gone back yet, <laughs> but just the prologue alone blew my mind. Visuals, uh, the, the fluidness of action, the, the third person shooting, per se, the story, it all gripped what, me. And I can't if wait. You don't, if you don't mind, uh, what, what setting did you choose for I, I like, the graphics? Or no, no, I did, uh, I did the visual. Balanced? The, oh. Yeah, I did visual. Okay. I See, I don't care about the frame rate and it, and it's nice. I don't care. It, it's, I watch it and I look at it and I marvel and that's what I want. I was to choosing do. between balanced and perform and like the, the high, high performance, mm-hmm. um, setting. And I chose the super de duper performance setting. So I think I'll toggle between balanced and that every so often just to check it out. I forgot what mine's called, but yeah. All right, go ahead yours and then I'll come back. All right, my next one. Um, so the other day, uh, my Xbox decided to not uh, want to load any Game Pass games. Uh, so I had to uh, improvise, and I played a game that I actually purchased. Um, and Resident Evil 2, the remake, um, I, I started. That game, um, it... I've never played uh, a. I've never played Resident Evil Two, uh, the original. So the remake, uh, you know, I'm not going to go back to the original. The remake is so dang good. It is so good. Um, it's got it's got the uh, Series X enhancements. Um, so they they upgraded it to 4K resolution and and uh, there's also a, a you know sort of a balanced like performance mode as well, and. <clears throat> the the sense of the sense of struggle the sense of uh, survival that you have from that game like i think i think that capcom was masterful with that inventory system because you because you really like are like okay i only have 8 slots and i and i got to survive zombies right um and i only have like i only have like 15 bullets um i have a knife that I already broke. I like it's it's already it's already used up. Um so yeah, just the, just the survival horror aspect of Resident Evil 2 um and just the you know, the Raccoon City Police Department looking great. Um yeah, it's awesome. All right, Justin, you're next. <laughs> yeah, I've got I've got a bunch of gripes in here. I'm going to go with the ones that aren't gripes first. Uh Okay. The Switch Game Game Boy Collection. Uh because of, we'll talk about it a little later, but the Game Boy and the Game Boy Advance uh, were announced for the Nintendo Online program. Uh, yeah. I tried a few of the games. Uh, one, Super Mario Land 2, Six Coins is in there. Had fun with that. Uh, but uh, more games. I, I love it, but we need more. There's like six in one and and then like... Seven eight, in the other. Seven, yeah. Uh, and one mm-hmm. of the good ones is uh, Zelda Minish Cap. I don't know if you know that, but... Game Boy Advanced. Yep. That's a game that is crazy expensive uh, if you wanted to get a copy of it. So 
adding that is really nice for a lot of people that never played it. Uh, but yeah, more games, please, Nintendo. My turn? Okay. Um, Metroid Prime, uh, the remaster. I decided to pick it up right away. I had some birthday money. Uh, the remaster is phenomenal. I have never played the original Metroid Prime, and so I decided to uh, pick up, just grab the remaster. I, I Even though I have a copy of the GameCube version. Um, oh, man. Uh the 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 Metroid Prime remaster is everything that the Mario All Stars collection should have been, like the love Ooh, and breaks. the the love and the care that they took to. I mean, this is a 1080p game and it's looking 4K. Like the way that they the way that they upresed it, the way that they, um, the, I believe. I think they've changed the art styles to a little bit more cell shaded to have that more like pop to it. Um, it looks really, really good. There's this tentacle with an eye that keeps pushing me into the acid water. And so I hate that enemy. Um, but, but other than that, um, the, the, the sort of the, the design of Metroid prime is amazing. Um, from the start, I think that this will easily shoot up to my top five first-person shooter campaigns of all time, easily. Really? And wow. I'm not even I'm not even past the first world. Extra it is race. it is it is so good. And Metroid Prime is so good, guys. Like play it. Uh, I played it back now. on the, the Wii itself, back when it was, <laughs> not the GameCube version, but the Wii version with the uh, aim the, so, the Joy-Con. So what's really cool about the Switch is that you could play it Game Boy style, but they also have the the Wii style with the with the gyro. Um, like you could do the Wii like style of controls, which is really, I think it's a really really cool thing um, that they did. So and plus, um, uh, again, side note, I bought a, a USB Bluetooth adapter for my Switch to play with my xbox controller it is the best thing that i've ever purchased for my switch it's the best accessory just do it just buy it it's only twenty dollars um eight bit dough eight bit do yeah i don't know how to pronounce it but eight bit do wireless switch adapter just buy it it is worth the 20 bucks not sponsored here but we will take it if you want to give it uh (laughs) i'll piggyback off of that uh you got controls that work Uh, i am proud about that and i'm excited to try it because boy did I not. Uh I beat Goldeneye on the Xbox. Right? <laughs> I beat it. And then I was like, woo! Multiplayer on the Switch. Let's go. I'm gonna give it a shot, right? Here we go. Boot it up on the Switch online program. Boot up Goldeneye. Woo. Load into the first level. Damn. Uh that's the level of the, the level. And uh good golly was I disappointed. Uh these controls make my brain hurt. Uh, there's schemes that you can choose from, right? In the control panel and then in the settings. Is this just on switch? This is just switch. None of them, none of them work. Uh, the one that is supposed to work the best, I'm going to mix the two up, but one of the sticks is look up and down when you go up and down, but strafe. And the other stick is look left and right and move forward and backwards. And I, 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 it is okay. There's a way to fix it, right? Let, it's let's completely go, broken. Let's go in the settings and fix it. We have to go in the switch settings themselves. Switch to two sticks. And I didn't even mention shooting a gun in that game. It's the left trigger. 
You have to switch the triggers too. And then, and then uh, the, the icing on the cake is everything's inverted. So you have to go in there and switch that too, just for this one game to work, just for it to feel right. But even then, you go to play multiplayer. They say online multiplayer. I'm expecting loading in, playing with randos. Nope. Invite your friends only. Couch potato wirelessly through the internet. That is it. There is no servers other than the one you host. There are no randos that you're shooting and playing with. I, I turned it off. I was like, no. Uh, rant over. What the heck? Uh, it, it, the controls that it's set up for is for the USB attached or the wireless N64 controller they released for the Switch. Yeah. That doesn't work for mod. Like, it works on Xbox for modern games. Like, modern game first-person shooter controls, Xbox works fine, but Switch doesn't. How yeah. does that make sense? No, no clue. I tried maybe, it as well. Maybe, it's terrible. Yo, you tried GoldenEye on Switch? Oh, unpl- unplayable. It's yeah. unplayable. I did, finish, I did finish the first level. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's almost unplayable with the controls, the way that they are. They're, they're absolutely terrible. Uh, yeah. The zooming and the ADSing, all of it is wrong and backwards. It's (laughs) yeah, it's bad. And if you want, you have to to two finger, like PlayStation style, if you want to be able to do anything right, which is annoying. You can't just use one because you're having to hit two buttons at the same time or reach over a claw. It's. Oh, the strafing and the looking it doesn't split work. controls just break my head. That sounds like, terrible. No. <laughs> yeah, and it works on perfectly the fine on the Xbox, but oh, there's no yeah. multiplayer. But now that I know there isn't multiplayer anyway, I'm not missing out. Yeah. All right, your next game. You got anything else? Uh, I was just continuing Hi-Fi Rush as well. Uh, so um, I have gotten to... Uh, I've gotten to the part where you meet your meet your secondary like uh, companion. Um, so he's a big dude that could destroy destroy walls and uh, rocks and stuff. So um, I, I don't I'm not too huge into spoilers. So I, I think he's a I think he's a really cool dude. So go experience Hi-Fi Rush for yourself. Um, and also Hi-Fi Rush is a rhythm game, but like. Don't let that stop you. It is it is still incredibly amazing, even if you are terrible at rhythm games. Like, trust me, it is it is one of the most I can't believe this game was shadow dropped. It is so polished, it is so wonderful. Just go try it out. Go try it out. Yeah, I'll agree with that. Uh Hi-Fi Rush is one of the most accessible rhythm games I've ever played in my life. Uh literally, if you are not good with rhythm games, you can switch it so only one button is what you use. You don't have to worry about pressing multiple buttons. You just hit that one button and it does everything for you. Very accessible and very um, visually gratifying when things happen. But that's not so my like this. The cell shading is so good in that game. <laughs> it's it just amazing. <laughs> um, I've got two more. I'll just run through them quick. Uh, yeah, go on quick. Hot Wheels Unleashed came through uh, Game Pass. Uh, I want to try it. Yeah, go go ahead and hit download on it because. Once you do that, it felt like Rock Band 4 for me because 50-something downloads popped into the queue. Uh, all of the DLC It is cars, the Game of the Year edition. All the DLC cars, everything popped in my queue. Like 50 downloads, just like, like boom. There it is. <laughs> I played it. I didn't like the controls. I didn't, well, the controls were fine. I didn't like the way it felt. Okay. So right. I, got, I got rid of it. Uh, it looked cool. It was fun. I'd rather play Forza. 
Um, and then hats off to you, Mike, for playing Pokemon Violet all the way through. I tried it. Uh, I was good until I got to like semi open world ish stuff. Uh, then I started experiencing some bad frame rate drops, uh, some glitches. Yeah, you have to push. You have to push through it. Uh, like no, if you, I got to the school area where I'm walking up steps, and I got physically sick from watching this game. Really? Mm-hmm. That's how bad the frame rate drop. Like the frame rate dropped for me. I enjoyed it up until that point, minus a few details. Which, how the heck, Pokemon? Pokemon. A flamingo is an animal, not a Pokemon. Flamingos are animals. That is not creative. What was it's, it's, it's flamingo, I think, isn't it's it? A, it's a fighting. <laughs> it's, I caught one. It's fighting and flying. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it works. <laughs> it, it is a flamingo. I'm okay with that. I love flamingos, but it is not a Be creative. What is the... I'm done. I I'll I'll I I will again push back on that. I think that there is some really cool new designs uh, for this for this uh, some of new them. Pokemon. Yeah, some of them. So, yeah, I mean, the, yeah, the frame rate sucks. Uh, we've already talked about it. We've belabored the point. You have to get through it if you want to experience the best Pokemon game of all time, in my opinion. Um, I shall wait. I oh. shall wait until the bones, which I do feel deep in there come out and blossom uh, in the next iteration or whatever. All right. I'm wrapping it up. Uh, Apex. As we drop this episode, it will be the four year anniversary for Apex Legends, which I am still playing. And if you were here back when this started, I was playing it back then too. Uh, love Apex. Yeah, just updated. I'm very happy that they made it to year four. <laughs> uh, oh, what, what did you say? Dad? I updated it uh, recently. I know it, it updated. I know I jumped in Ooh. with you a few few weeks back. I mentioned that on here. Yep, yeah. we're about to get a new weapon this season and character. Like an so, energy, big, big Energy gun. assault rifle. Yeah. Ugh. Very excited. Uh, okay. It is the namesake segment of the show. And if you're not ready, we'll get ready. Because it is time to test your might. Are you ready? Oh, I'm ready. I am always ready. That's what I like to hear. Okay, jumping into it then. Metroid Prime got remastered and it looks incredible as we heard Mike just glorify over just It was also a shadow ah. drop. Also what? a shadow drop. Okay, I didn't know that. <laughs> um so because this uh beautiful game was remastered, what other GameCube game needs to get this treatment? We're talking 4K resolution if they can do it 120 hertz. Uh, but we want it looking crisp and playing even better. So what GameCube game needs this treatment? And uh, it's been a while since I've been here. Uh, the way we're going to do this is uh, I'm thinking of a number between one five, and three. Oh. One and three? Can I still go, can I still go with five? <laughs> you can, but it's not the number. <laughs> three. Wrong. Uh, There's a pun in there somewhere. You just got to find it. What's between one and three? Two. You there can't it is. change your number. You can't change your number. You said three. <laughs> I did say three. There's but... only one number between one and three, and it's two. Uh, congratulations. Uh, Mike, you got there. Uh, Justin, you should have beat him to it. I got five. Mike, what is uh, your choice? Do you want to go first here, or do you want to give it over to Justin? I'm going to go first. Um, All right. 
Let's hear the game. I... So there's a, there's a game on the Switch that I uh, thoroughly love. Um, it's a game that came out in its second year of the Switch, maybe 2018, maybe 2019. I can't remember. Um, but they uh, they need to bring back Luigi's Mansion for the Switch. Um, there was there was a 3DS version that they did uh, remaster for uh, the 3DS, but they they need to get it on the Switch. Um, and just like uh, you know, just like Metroid Prime, the the Switch is the Switch is more powerful than the 3DS, um, so it's going to be able to do a little bit more uh, for Luigi's Mansion. And plus, the biggest thing about Luigi's Mansion that struggles on the GameCube is its control schemes. It does it does not play well as far as bringing bringing the game to the future. It, it doesn't have the modern sensibilities of of control schemes. But Luigi's Mansion Three does, and therefore it would be easy to sort of remaster and and in a way, remake Luigi's Mansion in the Luigi's Mansion 3 engine, because they've already done it, just bring the original to Switch natively um, with better controls. Luigi's Mansion is a classic. Um, GameCube was really Luigi's, like, coming out party, you know? And so I really hope that they uh, can can bring this back in a real way. <laughs> okay, Luigi's Mansion remaster natively to Switch and uh, ideally Switch OLED because that is the newest version of Switch. Uh, Justin, what have you got? Uh, might be biased, but it's the name, and it, and it's old, and I played it, and I loved it. Uh, this is a uh, not a Mario franchise game. Uh, this is going to be a Capcom game called Beautiful Joe. Uh, this is <laughs> a beat-em-up, uh, which had a few sequels pop out afterwards, uh, but it was originally on GameCube, and this is a beat-em-up where you play as a superhero with awesome abilities that you can slow time and speed them up and fight your way through enemies and waves of enemies and kind of a comic book shell shader kind of look. And you look like a BA guy doing it. Uh, and it's something that would translate very well um, even to Switch and other systems because Capcom can go anywhere now. Uh, and it would look great and it's a beat-em-up. So... It's easily translatable to the new age with new games that are out. Like we've got the new Shredder's Revenge. We've got looking games like it to bring this IP back from something that it was. It was so great. It was rated very highly and it was well below. It was loved by a lot. And to bring it up, I think would do better than another Luigi game. I think that, um, you know, even if we have this Mario movie coming out, and we have a Luigi mansion in that movie. Kind of uh, spoilers. Sorry. Uh, I feel like this game would be a new IP bringing it back up from its roots. And people will be like, I remember that guy because he's iconic. When as soon as you see him, he's just like Luigi, but he's not in everything. It's just something that we it's a it's a heartstring that we have, but we don't know we have. OK, OK, Mike, uh, how are you going to hit back? Yeah, Beautiful Joe. It's it's a it's a almost a cult classic at this point. Uh, I don't think it truly truly hit mainstream back in the day. Again, uh, I could be very very wrong. I'm I was uh, let's see, two thousand 
2003. So I, <laughs> I was uh, 10 years old, uh, 11 years old when it came out. So, and I did have a GameCube at that time, but I, I certainly wasn't into uh, the broader uh, genre of video games than I am now. Um, but Luigi, Luigi's Mansion hits home um, again. It is, it is part of the Mario family. So I think that. Despite beautiful, beautiful Joe um, being a cult classic that they could bring to modern era, Luigi is just going to sell more. It's going to be a bigger hit for the Switch. Luigi's Mansion 3 was was sort of a console seller for that year for the Switch, so bringing the original with updated controls, uh, a beloved original with updated controls, would certainly help. And... Uh, Beautiful Joe, although it did uh, amazing, Metacritic, it's sitting at a 93 for the GameCube, sure. Um, we already have our cel-shaded game, uh, beat-em-up, uh, Devil May Cry-like, and that's Hi-Fi Rush. We could just go play that on Game Pass. We don't need we don't need to bring back the Beautiful Joe, um, because, again, it's, it's going to be a little bit... Uh, too too niche of a product, um, I think. I think Luigi's just going to sell a little bit more. I I think that's why uh, you don't really you've never played this. I'm guessing, Mike. Uh, no, this is that's not, true. This is not a 3D game. This is 2D side scroll. This is uh, 3D shell shaded. Uh, so the the accents in the game itself pop out at you. That's what's different from this and Hi-Fi Rush. Hi-Fi Rush is 3D with shell shading. Looks amazing. This is 2D side scrolling. Beat em up. Uh, big difference there. Yes, it's sitting at a ninety, what ninety three? You said ninety three. Yeah, in two thousand and three, uh, Luigi's Mansion. Not that this matters. Is a seventy eight in two thousand and one. Two thousand and one, they were handing out nineties left and right. That's back when lots of games were getting nineties. Two thousand and three, they started slimming back on those, and it still got a ninety. Uh, that means it was good. That means it was well received by fans and the critics. Uh, this is a game that was revolutionary for side-scrolling beat-em-ups. Uh, this was something that changed the formula and made it iconic. And that's why I feel like this, outside of the Mario presence, will not only have a bigger scope because it's allowed to be on multiple platforms, but also hit that chord of, we haven't seen this in a while. Luigi, we've seen. We just got Luigi's Mansion 3, and everyone's waiting for a new Mario Odyssey. They're waiting for a new Mario game. They throw another Luigi Mansion at us. I'm going to be mad. I want another Odyssey. But if Beautiful Joe comes out, that's like adding fuel to the fire of what they can do in the realm of possibility of these remakes. Beat-em-ups don't really get remade. They get rebooted, like Shredder's Revenge. But this is something that we grew up with. At least I did, and I loved. And I feel like Joe, uh, this, this Beautiful Joe... Not you, Joe, but the Joe in the game. <laughs> it, is, it deserves that treatment. Uh, with the visuals and the comic book style shading, it would excel. All right. Uh, we want to do one last uh, one, last one, but I'm going to limit it to, uh, to like two or three sentences at max. All right. So we get one final rebuttal. It's got to be a quick one. Okay. I, th- I think, Justin, I think with Beautiful Joe... It it needs a sequel. It needs a sequel before we get a remaster. Like if it's sitting at ninety three on Metacritic, I would rather it see a sequel. And Capcom, they're a little bit busy right now. All right, Justin. It is Capcom Developer Studio Four. There are multiple studios in Capcom. They have plenty of people working on different things, and remakes 
are usually helped out by other Okay. I'm leaning. Nope, I'm going it full full swing. Uh, I think there was enough from Justin's argument to push back on how good a a less known game or a less well known game would do in the space where Luigi's wouldn't. Mikey had great points on what Luigi's Mansion remaster would do. I think you're right there. I think that there's a lot of people who would love that. Uh, Justin hit back with, they've got Luigi's Mansion 3. They can play it. They want a new one. Uh, I think the Beautiful Joe, uh, I think that just that that niche bit would do enough, especially with how games are these days. Uh, people would see that and go, oh, what is it? More than, oh, it's another Luigi game. And uh, I think that was expressed pretty well. Well, I just punched my microphone. My bad, guys. No. <laughs> I didn't actually hear uh, that, so you're good. Oh, nice. <laughs> All right, moving on. Which is better? A game that comes out complete with no future support or a game that may or may not be complete but has future DLC and support? It's uh, a great question. <laughs> Hopefully I, I worded know. it okay, uh, Justin. I, I <laughs> didn't even have a choice, and I didn't even write a choice in my notes because I was just like, <laughs> I don't know, I'll fight for whatever. Uh, so if you wanted to pick one, Mike, I'm sure well, it's it, anyway. I'm not the host. Here's how it goes. Yeah, uh, Justin, you won the last argument, so it's actually going to Mike here. Losers out, not winners. Uh, Mike, what do you want to do? Do you want to go first? Do you want to hand it over? I'm going to hand it over. Oh, you make me decide? <laughs> Oh, okay, boy. so Justin, which would you rather have? A game that is complete, but no future support, or a game that's a little eh, but will be supported and have DLC? I think I'll take the latter. Uh, I think I'm going to take the one with future DLC and support. Uh, I could just go ahead, right? Because we you can, because there's only two choices here. We know what Mike's going with. Uh, think of, I hate to say it, but think of Cyberpunk, right? Think of uh, uh, no man, no man's sky. Think of these these games that didn't come out perfect, but uh, they were fixed over time, and now they are getting the praise. I feel like this is something that uh, not only can be beneficial to the games that bugs happen, you know, on games that have broken things, messes can be fixed, and as long as they're working with the fans to do that, that shows respect for the fans. You know, these people that spent hard money on it and want more content they will get it opposed from not getting any content just because it's perfect as is all right mike uh, so i'd certainly i certainly had an argument for both sides um but i want to i want to take you into just a just a couple things here I want to go down the Metacritic here. Number one video game of all time, according to Metascore. Legend of Zelda, Ocarina of Time. Number two. Naturally. Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2. Number three, Grand Theft Auto 4, actually. Uh, number, number six, Super Mario Galaxy, followed what was, by number what was five? seven. What was five? 
You skipped. Uh, five was just a a re. <laughs> Grand Theft Auto Three on the PlayStation Three is sitting at a ninety-eight, and then and then it hits Soul Calibur, and then Grand Theft Auto Four is at uh or Grand Theft Auto Four on the three sixty again <laughs> is at five. So that's why that's that's why I skipped it. Anyway, number six is Super Mario Galaxy. Number seven, Super Mario Galaxy Two. Number eight, Red Dead Redemption Two goes into Grand Theft Auto Five as well. And then it hits Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Now, why am I bringing this up? I'd these are the know. these are the greatest video games of all time according to Metacritic and with the exception of Grand Theft Auto 5 and only its online feature, they all shipped complete. And they were all done from the start. The greatest video games of all time were complete, and we are still talking about them to this day. You go back to the original NES, Nintendo Entertainment System. It came packed in with one of the greatest video games of all time in Super Mario Bros. Super Mario Brothers. It was finished. It was complete. We are still talking about Mario to this day. He's getting a movie in three months. He is one. He is one of, if not arguably, the most iconic character of, characters of all time in video games, and yet all of his games seem to ship complete. Now, certainly, you're going to say that it would be fun to get Ocarina of Time DLC. I mean, of course, Joe would love that for sure, but. If I'm being real here, I don't think that our memories and our praises of these games would be as solidified in in history if they didn't ship complete for the experience that they were. All right, Justin, tell him why he's wrong. Why isn't Tony Hawk 1 plus 2 remake on the list? Why isn't it up there? Why is why I mean, is the PlayStation version a 97 or a 98? Because scores were higher. Scores don't mean anything now, right? This is critics, right? They tell you what it is, and then you go and buy the game because of that. It is the person-to-person impact that it has on you. Ocarina, notably one of the best Zeldas. Not my personal favorite, but one of the best, and I can agree with that. It's shipped that way. Because there wasn't online support with that game. That was N64. There wasn't an aspect that allowed them to update that game. It had to ship the way it was. And there was plenty of games shipped broken. There was. On the N64. Superman 64 for one of them. If there was support at that time... That was just a flawed game. (laughs) It would have been fixed. It would not have been fixed. That game is just poor design in general. Like, that game was awful. We have... (laughs) GTA, Red Dead, all these in the top 10. The newer versions, the games with support, with online DLC. And they're still up there, higher than some of these old ones. Right? So the fact that the companies are backing their product to this day, we get remakes of Ocarina. We've gotten multiple remakes of Ocarina because it's such a great game. And Tony Hawk Pro Skater, we got one, and it didn't make the list. Neither did the remake for Zelda. Right? And that has online support. Why, why didn't that? Because the game was perfect the way it was. Sure. It's, it holds that memory. I'd still rather play the N64 version over anything else. But if you have that support, 
and that DLC option, you want to take it. Because if there's an issue that comes up later, they can fix it. If there's a lack of content or uh, the fact that you want more content, they can add it. So that's why that's better. Because for fans, it feeds you more into the thing that you love. Like you said, Joe would have loved to have DLC for Ocarina, and I would have too. But we didn't have that option. But if we would have had that option with a slight difference in quality of the game, we still would have loved it. And, we, and, and the fact that they could have fixed the game to make it what it is that we remember makes it even on that playing field with added content. Just, I, I mean, first of all, I will just reiterate that the games that you are bringing up that have received online support that are in this top 10 here, they were top 10 from the start where there was no support yet even announced. GTA 5, back in 2013 when I played that campaign for the first time and we're still talking about GTA 5, it was perfect. It was the it was it was the best one of the best campaigns I've ever played. And there was no support at that time. I didn't need the support at that time for it to solidify this. Also, um But you also knew it was coming. I mean, not necessarily. You knew that online was coming. They announced that. They announced that. Yeah, but that but I didn't I didn't invest into the Grand Theft Auto campaign because I knew that they was there was DLC coming for online. I didn't do that. I've never played GTA online. So there's no point in that. People talk about the campaign more than they talk about online in my opinion. But here's the here's the thing. I hear here's coming here Here's a couple things here. I think of some of the best games that are recent. Let's. I'll bring it up again. I'll bring it up again in my argument. Hi-Fi Rush. It shadow dropped, and there is no issues with it. And it is a contained experience. They may do some support. They may not. We don't know. But in in its own right, it is good. Let's talk about a couple of examples that you brought up. Um, Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk only got a resurgence two years after the fact. There are still many people who, and me included, who have not even touched Cyberpunk 2077 because of the state that it was in at the beginning. You guys know me. I am one of the biggest Batman, Bat families, Bat family fan that I know, right? I'm not touching Gotham Knights because it is broken. I should not have to wait for that support to begin a game, but I'm not even going to try a game. The fact that we have these day one patches puts people off of certain games. They see in the trailers that it doesn't work. Cicero's been talking about it for months before Gotham Knights release. He was like, this game just doesn't look right. It just doesn't look like, why does the consumer have to wait for a patch in order to play a game? Super Mario Bros. 3, one of the greatest video games of all time. You could blow on the cartridge, put it in, and you're good to go, baby. That's what is, I mean, some of Death's Door, Tunic, some of the games that I have experienced most recently have come polished out the gate. And I don't, I rest my case. (laughs) How many times have you booted up your Xbox and seen download updates for Tunic? Because it's been a lot for me. Okay. Uh, and and I'm just saying, Hi-Fi Rush has already had two patches on the Steam, two patches for bugs. 
now, yes, it is polished. It is nice looking. But the fact that they're supporting it and continuing to fix it for the limited people that still have problems is better than not having that support at all. You are still bringing up games that did not need those bug fixes for me for to you. experience for the you. full complete. For you. Yes. For majority of people. People were playing it day one over the weekend, so, Hi-Fi Rush, and so, nobody needed a bug fix. So you're saying the people that <laughs> aren't able to experience it don't matter because you can feel it. You can you can experience it yourself. That's what you're saying. I'm saying because I'm saying that nobody was experiencing game breaking bugs the week that it came out. That's not true. Because yes, it is. Be it. I watch Twitter, bro. Now? I look at Twitter and I know that there are people who are playing this game and not running into any issues. I would hear about it. I follow the right people. <laughs> All right. Uh, heated debate. I like it. Uh, I'm going to have to side with Mike on this one. Now, Justin brought great points, though, because when a game needs fixes, like it's important to have them. But if a game is complete, if it's truly complete when you get it, it doesn't need the fixes. I think Mike painted that picture. So if they give these games to us complete, ready to go, that's what we want. Now, sometimes that can take an extra two years. Uh, look at me waiting for Hogwarts Legacy uh, like a kid who was told Santa is going to come a year and a half later after I was promised Santa would be coming and my parents were like, no, you got to wait 18 <laughs> months down the line, maybe two years. But hey, the end result uh, polished. And that's okay. I'm a little bitter about it, obviously. Uh, but hey, it's finally here. I'll live. All right, Mike, you take round two. For the record, I also agree with Justin. <laughs> yeah, I mean, who doesn't, who doesn't want support? I like games with support still. <laughs> Everyone wants game with support, but if it's a perfect game, it's a perfect game, right? Ocarina of Time. Hello. Uh, need but I say given more? Given the option is what I said, you would have accepted <laughs> DLC. Given the option of DLC over a perfect game? Over as perfect of a game, but knowing it was going to be fixed? I based it off of the games that I've played. <laughs> I yeah. think I would take the perfect game. Yeah. Not <laughs> knowing there would be support or. Well, yeah, that's not broken. Exactly. So if I didn't know there would be DLC or support, then it's fine. And back in the day, we didn't know or expect those things. So it made it a lot easier. <laughs> exactly. Nowadays, it's a lot harder. You're like, well, I have expectations. They've been set, you see, and I want it to be perfect and I want more of it. Mm -hmm. uh, all right. Psychonauts 2 has received a 32-hour documentary. 32-hour documentary? Yeah. Are we kidding here? <laughs> Jeez Louise. Psychonauts 2 has received a 32-hour documentary for free about its development from Double Fine. Uh, do we want to... I mean, what game deserves this treatment? I also, don't do we think want any to game deserves this? 32 hours, I'm just saying. Can we like make it like 12 hours at the most? Yeah, like uh, I just like just what I mean by the question when I wrote it down was just a, a very, very intense documentary of the game development. That's that's basically what I meant. So hours, which geez. game needs this love letter of how it was made? Uh any amount of time as long as it's a, a beautiful uh thing. 
uh, and Mike, you took the last round. So Justin, this is coming to you first. Uh, take it how you want it. Do you want to give it away like Mike did? Do you want to keep it? Hold on to it and decide which game. I'll hold on to it this time. All right. Uh, okay. So what game is getting this love letter, this beautiful treatment? I've said it before. I'll say it again uh, for multiple things. And that's going to be Bioshock. Uh, I've I've thought of a lot of different games and I thought of, oh, I want to get in the minds of the developers. I want to get in the minds of these scary games that I love. Silent Hill and stuff. But get in the minds of where they were coming from when they came up with this picture and this idea with this world. But Bioshock just sheds light on everything that I've seen. I, I'm like, where did they come up with Rapture? Where did they come up with Big Daddies? The designs, the colors, the, the characters, the story. Would you kindly make a documentary about this i would watch it and i know millions will okay uh when this argument is over remind me i have the answer mike go up okay when th- when thinking about this question certainly i i think about some of the best games of all time right like gta 5 i could argue that um i think that it would be incredibly awesome to see a deep dive into Rockstar and and their development of GTA five, especially with its long tail of 10 years at this point. Um, you know, I, I also think of like legend of Zelda breath of the wild, right? I don't particularly like breath of the wild, but man, is it a game that captured the mind share of so many people when the switch launched? But I, I think the true answer, I think the true answer still is sticking with Nintendo. I think that with Mario having just so much, uh, so much, just not not only not only memories, but just like so much of an impact on the gaming industry, and also sort of a sort of a tight lip, right? Like I, I don't think Miyamoto and Nintendo have truly been extremely transparent about their development of of Nintendo of Mario specifically, and 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 the games that he has starred in. And so I, I think that it would be awesome to have a very in-depth documentary on a pioneer in the industry, one that started and could arguably perfected it at the time in 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 3d design and that is super mario 64 um i think that it would be incredibly uh advantageous and wonderful to take a deep dive into what made mario 64 so unique so precious um so so incredibly impactful for the gaming industry as a whole um it would be awesome to dive deep into Super Mario 64. All right. Justin, swinging back to you, uh, Bioshock. Yeah. Uh, Give me one more thing of why it needs this awesome homage. Uh, it's it's the the scope of this story, right? Uh, it's the, the brain behind it. Uh, the, the lines the characters throw at you, the you know, all the Adam things and the abilities. Where did these ideas come from? Where did the art style come from for this amazing uh, world that he, they've created under the sea? Uh, I feel like this would be in- insane. Like, <laughs> to just know what made you think to put a drill on a big daddy? What made you think to have a little girl with a syringe, a little sister? Uh, it, it, it's just like, 
a twisted mind, right? It's like getting in the mind of Tim Burton during some of his greats. Uh, it would be something that uh, fans of the game have always wanted, you know, someone to actually talk to the developers and talk to the art designers and the music. Jeez, that's another whole story. Like hearing those tracks and where they came up with using those specific songs to creep you out, but also set a grid mood. It would be insane to see that. Yes. Super Mario 64 is nostalgic and it's something that we all grew up with. But um, I, I would rather see like a, a super Mario whole entire saga of like the beginning with Jumpman than I would 64. There's, there's better options there for super Mario that could really sit well with people of seeing the root of where he came from of that icon. Bioshock was an insane game that came out of nowhere and was perfect when it came out. It was polished and beautiful. And I feel like that sit well with the modern age and also the fans that grew up with gaming. So I feel like the people who got it, got it and enjoyed it throughout. All right, Mike, final thoughts on a, uh, Super Mario 64. Uh, beautiful yeah i i I think i think you're completely underselling mario 64 um first and foremost uh mario 64 was a pioneer uh to 3d engineering in video games like we do not have video games today if we do not have mario 64 yeah certainly uh there are you know, Mario Super Mario 3 might even be a better game than Super Mario 64, like arguably, sure. But that is not that is Super Mario 3 is not the the thing that that game design goes back to nowadays. Game design is more focused on 3D nowadays, and Super Mario 64 pioneered that. And I think that a documentary that is focused on that particular aspect, the pioneer of, of what is the beginning of our, you know, most of our industry now with uh, 3D design, I think would be a lot more beneficial and a lot more impactful on the industry as a whole than Bioshock. Because here's the thing, Bioshock, although, although it may have an incredible story and I have played a lot of Bioshock, so I know the story. It is very good. Um, I know the the atmosphere. I know the rapture, right? Like, I know these things. I love the fact that it would be awesome to see the design and the choices behind the big daddy and little sister and all that. But it certainly wasn't a pioneer for first-person shooter on consoles. I think the better choice, uh, as far as history is concerned, would be to... I mean, maybe even go back to Halo. Um, Halo was the pioneer of first-person shooters on console, um, outside of GoldenEye. Uh, it did it did it better than GoldenEye, so that's that's why I think Halo Thank is. You for that Thank you as well. I, I think I think Halo would be the better choice because I because GoldenEye is a terrible game. We've we've already discussed this as far as controls. GoldenEye is a great game yeah, on GoldenEye the Switch. Is, is the terrible. Best game. <laughs> arguably maybe not best so yeah i think i think as far as history is concerned like man to see a documentary on uh super mario 64 i mean the inspiration for so many games that followed it it would be a lot i i think it would i think it would be a lot more beneficial for the gaming industry than bioshock all right uh i'm going justin's way on this one and only because mike i think yours will do better as a whole not just focusing on mario 64 but on 
the games that brought us that 3D. And yes, I would love to know the history and how they came to do these things for video gaming, but I don't want them to focus just on Mario 64 for that. While I think it would be awesome and where they came up with those things, I don't think it's the only game that pioneered those, even though it may have been one of the pioneers. I think Justin painted a better picture of why a Bioshock's uh, documentary would have a highlight or focus on how great the game was. Um, while yours, yes, it furthers gaming as a whole. His is truly a love letter and homage to the video game itself, which I feel is more true to the question. Uh, obviously, this is with me never seeing this 32-hour documentary, which I will <laughs> never watch. Uh, clearly, who's going to watch a 32-hour documentary? There's, there's a it. lot of people. There's a lot of people who's probably watched it. Oh, gosh. <laughs> more 32? power to them, too. Huh? All 32? Yeah. Yeah, of course. I mean, people people within the gaming industry are going to watch a 32-hour documentary on this stuff. They just will. <laughs> Fair enough. It is also Fair a enough. very creative story and, and deep, and you want to get in that that mind, so I believe it. All right. Uh, gentlemen, we've got two to Justin, one to Mike, and we have a blind fight coming up. I didn't read ahead, so I just came up with a blind fight question. <laughs> Go me. All right. Uh, so they just dropped possibly my video game of the year. Uh, pretty easy win for me. Uh, it's Hogwarts related, which means it's Harry Potter related, which I'm a nerd. I'm obsessed. It gets me going. What I want you to do is pick a book saga series, and I want you to give it the same treatment. So what books deserve a hogwarts legacy style rpg game has to be based off of books cannot be based off of anything else no tv shows no movies no comic books i know i'm sorry uh but it needs to be a words only book series also it cannot be harry potter even though this <laughs> yeah, technically this isn't good. harry potter it's it's too you know close too similar <laughs> all right so uh justin you won the last one mike it goes to you first um i'm gonna give you guys a minute to think about it because i just kind of dropped it on you oh, i got mine i have mine uh, too oh i was gonna tell the listeners or the viewers to just go ahead and uh, if they're still here watching just to <laughs> click that subscribe if you haven't already and if you're here listening uh go ahead and tell your friend about it uh now let's continue on <laughs> uh, Mike, the uh, it, it's in your hands. What do you want to do? With yeah. It? Um, there is a book series that uh, I have read a couple Take books it. in, and I think would would be incredible uh, in a video game setting, uh, especially RPG, because within the book series, within each of the each of the books, uh, which within each. Each of the chapters, even uh, the main character, the titular character is he is gaining powers. He, there's there's sort of like a skill tree within this uh, within this world. Right. So it sort of fits within uh, the the RPG genre already. Um, and plus okay. it, it has it has things like vampires. It has things like werewolves. Um, it has skeletons. You know, it has all these like witchcrafts and and 
wizardry a little bit here. So yeah, I might be relating it a little bit to Hogwarts Legacy, but it's been the first thing that came to my mind. That is the Dresden Files. Don't know if you've read any of it before, um, listeners, but the Dresden Files uh, follows uh, the character uh, Harry Dresden. Um, And what's really cool about it is that it is based in the city of Chicago and he works with the, he actually works with the uh, Chicago PD. Um, so he's, he's sort of like this private eye detective uh, who also practices uh, witchcraft. So he, he knows, he, he knows spells. He knows, he knows what he's doing uh, when he's tackling, you know, uh, werewolves, when he's tackling vampires and stuff like that. So yeah, uh, super good. Uh, but, and you know, maybe this will ding me a little bit, but you know, I'll I'll go with it, and this might ding me because it of of who's a uh, who's the judge. Uh, but there's oh, some me? yeah, there's some there's some mobster mentality in some of these uh, stories as well ah, because it is it, within within Chicago and stuff like that. So yeah, there's there's so many things that that could that could come into play in the Dresden Files RPG. All right, Justin, I have not. We've read got that. the Dresden Files. Yeah. What do you bring into the table or well, to the screen, figuratively, the console or PC? doesn't really matter. I was talking actually about this uh, Thursday with a buddy, uh, which is Perfect. weird. Uh, really weird. But uh, there was a game that came out uh, back in eh, 2021 uh, called Chivalry 2, right? This bloody, gory medieval combat fighting game. Uh, and there was a game that came out a while back, uh, which didn't receive very well initially, but was fixed afterwards by EA called... Star Wars Battlefront 2. And I thought, where is our battle for Middle Earth load into battles fighting game? Where is our Chivalry 2 version of Lord of the Rings? We need to load into Minas Tirith. We need to load into the final battle at, at the Black Gates. We need these battles on a large scale with lots of players Loading in as normal humans, different factions or orcs, if you'd like to. And then earning your extra characters, like the main weeds, you know, Aragorn and Legolas, and load them in just like they did with Jedis and and the special characters in Battlefront. No microtransactions, but bring the gore in. Let's let's make it an adult game. We want to see (laughs) that gore. We don't just want to see the clashing... We don't want to see the clashing of, of armor and swords. We want to see the arms fall off and the, the brutality of it all, because that's what you picture when reading the books. So I feel like if we were to have Lord of the Rings battle for Middle Earth instead of Battlefield uh, for Star Wars, this would work well. And it's a game that we all kind of want. We want to be part of those action scenes, those huge battles for Middle Earth. And having i'd hate to say it ea do it correctly could work uh we have studios that already have their foot in the door for those kind of games so why not hand it to them and have them do the right treatment Uh, i feel like having those characters and those iconic scenes would sell boatloads uh something that is action focused which really is what hooks gamers nowadays Uh, great stories sure do but the majority of players want those big action sequences, those first-person shooters or third-person melee brawlers like this would be. Uh, I feel like 
it would only excel. Uh, not having the guns that Battlefield did and have more of a hand-to-hand combat uh, would only further its value for Lord of the Rings fans. All right, Mike, back to you. Uh, um, just quick, is this is this like an RTS game that you're pitching, or like a drop-in first-person or third-person type yeah, this deal? Is, this is like Star Wars Battlefront would be. So you would load okay. in and and be on the battlefield, boots to ground. Okay. All right, just just needed to know. Um, you said Chivalry Two, and that confused me. I thought that was an RTS, but no, it is a. It's a first-person slasher. Big yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think that I think that my series just has a little bit more focus than what the game that you are pitching is. Uh, you have a main character that you're able to take control of. There is going to be that RPG element where you grow as a character. Um, you. There, I mean, you're in a, you're in an open world of the city of Chicago. Like, I think that is very enticing. Um, where you could go out to the suburbs, where you know where you know where there's going to be like a, a gang of wolves or something, or you could be within the city and you could be dealing with uh, things that are happening there. Um, I I I think you are completely misinterpreting what Lord of the Rings fans want. I I don't even I've never heard. A Lord of the Rings fan want to play a game where they drop in and just play the battles. Lord of the Rings is about the story. Yeah, sure, the battles are great, but the the main focus is is the story in which in which these characters live. Um, if you want to play a more action focused game, there's already games like that that exist in Shadow of Mordor and Shadow of War. Like you are taking on a character and you're in a 3D action space, um, and you're in you're in Middle Earth, you're in Mordor. Like you are you are, you know, living out those those sort of battles. I think like and it's pretty apparent that uh, I I think that I'm close to the mark on this because not a lot of people are asking for this Gollum game, right? Because like they they don't necessarily care too much about like Gollum's Gollum's story. They care about the fellowship, they care about they care about the rings, right? You know, I I just don't I don't see I really don't see like a, a multiplayer focused Lord of the Rings being what people want. Uh, at least fans of Lord of the Rings. I disagree. Uh, I'm going to push back because uh, sitting at the at, at Isengard with Ents behind you uh, and playing out that battle, and it could go either way and see the other side of the coin that didn't happen in the film uh, would be beneficial. That would be something that you don't get anywhere on any of the films. You don't get those fights where it could have gone the other direction. You could have seen the orcs take Minas Trith. You could have seen, you know, everyone good perish. Like, it could have happened, that other side of the coin that we don't get. And, like, for the story, sure, we've got Frodo and the hobbits going across to Mordor. Those are game modes intertwined in the big battles, right? Protect the ring bearer as he moves across the map. Those are mini objectives that you have to keep going throughout each battle that you fight not all the battles of course but some of them where they were present and being able to spawn in as a treant and and drop the water release the flood like that's an epic part that you want to be part of that that way when you read it when you watched it you felt it for the characters but being that character doing it is a big difference and that only intensifies your love for lord of the rings so i think you're wrong there yeah, I mean, okay. I, I don't think I'm wrong. <laughs> it's, 
Well, I'll decide. How's that? All right, sure. Love that idea. <laughs> Go ahead. I, would, uh, I just want it to happen. I love it so much. I want the idea. <laughs> I think that would be a fun game to play, but if I'm picking an RPG, I'm going with the Dresden Files. I want that growth. I want that story. I want that walkthrough. I want to. I want to know and learn the character, and then work through whatever it is with him. Uh, as fun as it would be to drop into any battle that we want, especially battles that didn't happen but we could make happen, like there's stuff that happened in the books that weren't in the movies. There's stuff that happens in the movies that weren't in the books too, but we're not going to go over that. Uh, I think that would be a super fun game. Was RPG but not the, the question? Yes, it was. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I forgot totally about the skill building. Uh, so the characters, uh, you, like, you could level up Legolas, so that way when you spawn him in, he'd be more powerful. You'd earn a skill There we go, there him. we go. And obviously for the other characters as well. Damn it, forgot that. So, uh, so Dresden Files wins on this one. All right, cool, cool. But that leaves us at a tie, uh, which you know how we do that here. That means we're busting out uh, the thing that we've been talking about, really, uh, all episodes so far. we got to look at some Metacritic scores. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> um, So I'm going to actually have to open that up because I've well, never done it. The whole game is a role-playing game. You're playing roles as the characters in the battles. <laughs> Justin, you lost, buddy. Your, your game sounds incredibly fun, but you lost. <laughs> it does. It would be super awesome to just jump and in and play any of the battles. To my defense, Battle for Middle Earth yeah. 2 was one of the best RTSs ever made, in my opinion. Uh, and, and that was big battles that you would RTS the way out, which is probably why you mentioned that. Yeah, I mean that that I was I was just clarifying because I wanted to, you know, figure out like how Battlefront 2 it was. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh no microtransactions. All right. Well, yeah, they <laughs> Definitely no. Are you ready, yeah. gentlemen? Yeah, yeah ready, uh, ready. Yes, ready. Hands up, hands up. <laughs> the game is I mean, yeah, you, you're not going to be able to pick it because you don't know what it is. You don't even know the platform I'm going on. The game is Soccer Party. The platform is Switch. Maybe you've never heard of it. I'm hoping that you haven't. Metacritic score. Closest. When wins. did it release? No. Uh, no. Soccer Party. Switch. That's all we get. <laughs> no. no I I mean, I'm just wondering if it was recent. Recent within the, the last few months. Okay. All right. You should have said the Switch's lifetime. <laughs> Which, yeah, after 2017. When did the Switch come out? Was that 2017? Yeah, it's, yeah. Been, a, it's been a long time. Okay. Yeah. I had to try and remember. Uh, yeah, so Soccer Party for the Switch. I got my number. All right. Uh, Justin, you got a number? No. Out of 100? Yeah, that's what Metacritic is. <laughs> Justin, you've done this week in and week out because it seems like there's number. always a tie. <laughs> okay, all right, I got my number. All right, Mike, you had yours first. What's your number? 60. 47. 60. Justin. 47, which was 47. the old Nickelodeon channel growing up. All right, do we go prices right rules or do we just yep. go closest? Prices right rules. Prices right means you can't go over. Yep. All right, then Justin wins because he didn't go over it. it was, was fifty six? Uh, I knew it was I went low. With Nickelodeon. I knew Nick, it was Nick, low. Nick, 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 Nick. 
<laughs> All right. Justin wins. Uh, he takes that final point. The point for with the total soccer team. party, a game I've never heard of. I literally just Gee, went to switch, read the scrolled around on that a bit. For me. Uh, no, no description. We're moving on. <laughs> <laughs> we got to move into more Nintendo stuff, which is why I chose a Switch one. Look at that segue. Perfect. Nintendo Direct. Uh, what are you most excited for after watching What Was Missing? Uh, for me, I am super excited for Breath of the Wild 2, uh, which is tears of the king. also yeah which is also what is missing is that extra ten dollars that i don't have to pay for this game <laughs> <laughs> those sons of guns <laughs> raise the price and put a 70 dollar price tag on a switch game you know why they did that right maybe it's worth it but they, darn it it hurts they did that because you'll buy it yeah, no, yeah that's why yeah, it hurts that's the only reason they did that because everyone will pay that regardless <laughs> to the quality regardless to what it looks like uh you will pay for it because you know what breath of the wild was it better look amazing and it better be amazing yeah. it better be a polished and complete game oh, if we're I'll paying 70 bucks for it yes it that's where i'm that. at with it well there is uh, support for updates so maybe i don't know there we go. Yeah. Mike, what uh I what won are that you debate, Justin. Let it rest. <laughs> <laughs> what, what are you most excited for? And what do you think was missing? Um, honestly, I, I was most excited after the direct for um Metroid Prime. Uh, you know, the remaster again, really, really awesome. But, you know, if I'm going to choose uh something else, um this is gonna be a little bit of a left field for me, but I I am really excited for this Mickey game. Um, it's yeah. the Disney Disney Illusion Island, um, which is, you know, which is a co-op platformer starring Mickey, Minnie, Goofy, and Donald. Um, I'll read the synopsis here. Each character has their own special abilities, and the art style is just wonderfully adorable. So yeah, it's like this little like side scroller um, co-op game with uh, a pretty cool art style. I believe it's the newer art style from the newest Mickey show that's on Disney Plus. I don't really mm. watch that one. It's a little crude for my kids, so we watch like Mickey Mickey Funhouse or uh, Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. But that's but fun. yeah, I. I think I'm pretty excited for that. Um, and what's missing? Uh, where's our Mario update? What is this? What is the Mario Odyssey team doing? Like we, I want a new Mario. Mario Odyssey is one of my favorite games ever. I love that game. I think it is the best Mario 3d game and I want to know what they're up to. I really, really do. Like, where is this update? Justin, you look like you agree. Yeah, uh, the thing I'm most excited for, other than the Game Boy and Game Boy Color stuff, like the Game Boy Advance stuff, which I tried already, can't wait for more, uh, was We Love Katamari uh, coming to the Switch. Uh, that's also a <laughs> full field. That's uh, you collect, you roll a ball, you collect everything in the level, you make it bigger, and the ball bigger and bigger and bigger. Uh, it's an old game that I've played many times on many different platforms. But uh, I'm hoping that they bring the controls of tilt back. So when you're handheld, you can tilt the ball like gyro. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the gyros. Mm, that'd be cool. Uh, yeah. Uh, and for what I'm, what was missing, uh, I know everyone wants a Bioshock documentary, and and but where's our Super? No, uh, <laughs> it's it's Super Mario. It's the same. I agree with Mike. Uh, we're waiting here uh, for something, an update. It's been a minute. Uh, yeah, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. I'm sure they want to get Zelda out 
before they work on the next big title. That makes sense. But at least let us know you're doing something. Mm-hmm. At least let us know. Uh, I I beat that game and all the extra content and I got all the extra moons and I want a second one or I want a sequel, the next installment in the 3D Mario. Mm-hmm. Please, at least a knowledge, knowledge of it. At least uh, don't shadow drop that, please. Or no, do, I don't think they'll shadow drop that. There's no I got way a they shadow drop. But I thought with the movie and everything, they would tie it in or something. But nothing. No, I, I, I agree with you. There, you know, I, there is a precedence to sort of get something out around the movie, but I, I think that would be just too close to Zelda. And uh, yeah, I, I think, I think, I think we are looking at a 2017 again. Like I. I feel it in my bones that there is a Mario Odyssey 2 or or the next 3D Mario coming out this fall. We just don't know anything about it, um, which, Mm -hmm. you know, it's it's unprecedented a little bit. All right. All right. Uh, I mentioned it already. Uh, I might be the biggest Zelda fan here. Are you guys going to spend $70 on this new uh, Tears of the Kingdom game? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. All right. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll be getting it. I love the, <laughs> I love Breath of the Wild. So, I mean, I didn't, I don't love Breath of the Wild. I think it's amazing, um, <laughs> as far as like its design and minus the weapon breaking, game right? itself. Yeah, I, so I don't if, like weapon bringing. If Tears of the Kingdom announces that they're not going to have weapons that break, are you day one purchasing this game? No. Oh darn! I thought I just solved all your problems with Zelda right there. <laughs> um. The, and, I will like, be buying it day one, so oh well. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just it is. First of all, like even if I did want to buy it, um, like seventy dollars is going to be that game's price for several Ever. several years forever. Like Nintendo just does not lower prices. Um, and so, yeah, it's, I think that's a hard pill to swallow for, for Nintendo games. I'm pretty sure Super Smash Bros. Ultimate is still $60, like, um, new. I I was listening to, uh, I don't remember which podcast it was, but they did look it up, uh, recently and Breath of the Wild is $40 digitally on Amazon. So that's Mm -hmm. the biggest sale I've ever seen. And that game's the lowest I've seen Breath of the Wild go. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. Uh, Justin, while you're talking, uh, I have heard you talk a lot about this game, Alan Wake. Uh, you've you've brought it up several episodes, uh, both here on Test Your Might and on What the Fun. Alan Wake Two is currently playable, start to finish. True. Uh, How does it make you feel? Happy, excited. Um, I still am under the understanding it's coming out in October, creepy season. But oh, if yeah. it's Makes ready, sense. if they're in polish phases now, uh, they'll probably start their marketing. Maybe E3 will have something uh, and it should come out fall. I would say fall. Uh, but that just makes me happy. Uh, th- that's exciting for mm-hmm. sure uh, to know that one of my favorite scary games uh, sequels, which this is supposed to be terrifying accounts. Uh, I won't is, be playing. Soon, it. Yeah, it's soon coming. So, yeah. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> you will not find me uh, purchasing that day one or ever. Uh, but I knew that you were the person who talked about this. Mike, as a horror fan yourself, uh, you going to jump into this uh, terrifying nightmare of a game? Um. Yeah. I mean, it just gives me a little bit more, um, 
so I've never beaten the original Alan Wake, so it gives me more incentive to go back to the remastered version, the remake, and uh, play it play through uh, to completion. I've started Alan Wake a couple times, um, mm-hmm. so yeah. Joe. Nice. Uh, if this game uh, was brightness turned up all the time, uh, no. it wasn't scary, would it be a nope. day one buy for you? No. Oh, I thought I was solving <laughs> all your problems there. I don't think there's a world that exists where this isn't a dark, creepy, nightmarish game where I will not enjoy playing because Joe my heart also rate will doesn't be at spell, spend money. <laughs> also, I don't spend money. There's that too. Uh, I'm all saying right. it's the story. While, <laughs> I love good stories. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> maybe <laughs> one day. We'll see. I'll watch some uh, Twitch videos or something. There you go. Yeah. Experience it. <laughs> uh, all right, this one was not that sad for me, uh, but there was a Apex Legends single-player game uh, from EA and Respawn rumored to have been worked on. Uh, I don't think I wanted this game. Mm. That's just my feelings on it. I know yeah. that's weird. We already have a world in which these people exist. They're from the Titanfall universe. I played Titanfall. I did not play Titanfall 2. What I played of Titanfall was great. What I have played in Apex is fantastic. If they want to make another single-player game, I'm kind of on board for another Titanfall rather than a separate story dealing with Apex Legends. Uh, I think I would have rather had another Titanfall or a new Titanfall that just incorporates more of them into it rather than kind of sidestepping that and giving Apex characters their own story. Uh, How do you guys feel about that? I agree. Uh, I... I believe that if they were to make a Titanfall game, just strictly story, I would love it. Uh, A sequel to Titanfall 2, the story is where it thrived. Make it story and keep the multiplayer where Apex is. That's doing its own thing and it's doing it well. Uh, The multiplayer shouldn't be, the audience shouldn't be split between two, uh, two games, number one. If you're creating both the games, why split the audience? Uh, Call of Duty does that, you know, with multiplayer and Call of Duty, but they also have the campaign, like, I don't think you're understanding what this game is. I read the well, article on I, it. I know that this game was supposed to be an Apex Legends single-player experience, which I did not want. Uh, I agree oh. with Joe in that aspect. I wanted a single-player Titanfall game, which they also canned, uh, and then Apex to continue doing what it's doing. So. Yeah. I'm going to hard disagree. I love all the Apex characters. Uh, I don't understand why you guys wouldn't want a single-player game. With the characters and their abilities, um, yeah, I, I'm I'm actually quite shocked uh, from both of you that you wouldn't want some of these awesome characters. Like, imagine you get playing story a story with Apex. That's why that's why it's there. You know, you get great story in between. Yeah, I mean, there. but like, but like here, at least from what the article says, and and you know, I, we're looking at the Gamespot uh, article here. Um, but I mean, it was it was something where like the they were going to be narratively brought into the story but not necessarily mm-hmm. the main focus and i would i would absolutely love that i would i would eat that up i would i would love to play a game where maybe caustic is the villain you know and like you are uh, you are a character that you know has the has the titan uh from you know titanfall 2 um you know bt and yeah could you I not mean, have that in a titanfall game See that's what I when I when I said like I would love to see these characters 
in a Titanfall game. Like I would like to have them have playable moments in Titanfall. And it sounds like this one was focused around Blisk and you got playable moments around his game, but they wanted to call it Apex Legends. Why would, can't we just have that in the Titanfall universe with these characters? Uh, I don't see any reason why they can't be a part of. I mean, Titanfall like, universe. I think I think you were just arguing the the you know the same side of you, you know you're I think you're arguing the same thing. Kind of. In a, just in don't a way. call it Apex. <laughs> I would <laughs> rather, call it Apex. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I would rather have an Apex Legend themed anime uh, with their comic book style and what they have done in cutscenes. I feel like that would insanely do well. Uh, and then just keep the yes. Titanfall separate. That is the single player of Titanfall. Uh, most of the Titanfall stuff happened well before Apex even happened. So, like, chronologically, they shouldn't really mix that much. There's a little I'll, bit, but not a lot. I'll make a bold take. You're not getting a Titanfall 3 without any of these legends. You're, Which is you're, what I want. You're not getting, <laughs> not you're getting, getting, not getting anyway. a Titan. No, I'm, I'm saying if they ever make a Titanfall 3 the legends will be in it. So like, you're just going to have to deal with it because there, there is no way that they're not bringing any of these characters into a single player experience. There's just well, no way at that. Point I 100, I hard agree. I hard agree with that anime though. Get, get that anime going. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I think we're looking at you. If they were to add Titanfall three, that could chronologically work because that's where that blur was happening, which I would be okay with, but don't have the multiplayer in that. Just do a single player experience oh, I, I don't think they ever were planning on having a multiplayer in it well where they where their roots were they were in multiplayer so i i just want i, I want playable characters changes throughout the story give me a little bit of time with each one uh and their abilities and a single player focus yeah. love that idea uh it's time it is. we're moving on mm-hmm. we're ready for our gaming draft and this week's theme is sequels. Okay. I don't know where I'm going with this. <laughs> I should have thought more about sequel games. Maybe. Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, are we going in the order that we have here on my list? Well, usually the winner decides the order. That's well, perfect. Uh, uh, Justin? Just keep it as you the order on the screen the order. then. <laughs> You're going first. I'll take middle. And Mike, you get... Third. And we just, it's and not snake fourth. or anything. It's just uh, in a row and then back to. Oh, not only, snake style draft. Yeah. We only do All three right. each. So. Perfect. All right, Justin, what is your first sequel game? I'm going to go with Super Smash Brothers Melee. Mm, not bad. Okay. Uh, I am obviously picking Majora's Mask, which is the only time that game will come first. That's because I can't pick Ocarina of Time. You can't. <laughs> it's a sequel to the. No, not really. I think Majora's Mask is more of a sequel to Ocarina than Ocarina to its predecessors. Well, we know yeah. what Mike's going to pick. Which one? What do you think? You pick for me. <laughs> I don't think that's how this works. <laughs> He's trying to spell out Majora's <laughs> like 20 times uh, just for listeners and viewers like our hidden document. Uh, Mike, I think you're going to go with Halo 2. Uh, that's what my guess was going to be for you. Hmm. Uh, or the other one. Uh, yeah, that's the one. Arkham City. 
Batman Arkham City. <laughs> it's on my list. There we go. It's on. My- yeah. All right. Perfect. Well, speaking of your list, what do you got next on your <laughs> list? Uh, so overall sequel quality, Half-Life 2. Half-Life 2. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Still mm. waiting on three, guys. Still waiting on three. Longer than you guys have been waiting on Cyberpunk. <laughs> okay. <laughs> sure. Not as long as we're probably I... waiting for GTA 6, though. Question. Yep. Answer. Uh, any sequel, or does it have to be, like, the second game? No, any sequel. All right. Cool. I'm going with the new Forza game. Horizon, Horizon 5? 5? Yep. Okay. Or just Forza. Because that one's not out yet. Uh, no, Horizon 5 is the newest, so I like that one. And it's been a great game when I got to play it for like all of three days before my uh, subscription ran out. Mm-hmm. Mass Effect 2. Mm, good choice. Good choice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm going for... I'm being cutthroat. <laughs> You want to get all your picks on there, don't you? Yeah. God, it's hard. Uh, Halo 2. I'm going to have to take it. Uh, It hasn't been taken yet, and the story in that is amazing. Uh, Halo 2 it is. Halo 2? Yeah. I want to add more here. I want to be like, oh, Call of Duty. Call of Duty is one of the best campaign modes, but I've never played a single campaign mode in Call of Duty, so I can't uh, <laughs> I can't advocate for it. <laughs> uh, so I'm keeping it in the racing genre here. And uh, is Midnight Club Dub Edition a sequel? That's three. It is. Does that count? It's technically three. three. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. Do you want the remix with Tokyo or just the regular one? Never played the remix, but uh, if they had one with Tokyo, I wouldn't say no to it. It is it is called remix. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think I think I got a sleeper hit here. One of the greatest sequels of all time. A ten out of ten. Portal two. Oh, Portal two is so fantastic. Yeah, Portal I give up mine. Two. I still, I'm going for- <laughs> I still think the, the first one is better. The first one is amazing. I think they are. On the same level, though. Oh, the I think games, yeah, I think they're equal. It's it's <clears> one <throat> of the only games that I have downloaded on my PC, so I can play it whenever I want. I have <laughs> Port- Portal, Portal and 2. Portal Two. I have both of them because come, on, I'm not gonna have one without the other. Uh, That's true. Yeah. No, fantastic, fantastic games. Okay, good choice. Dang, we've got nine. Uh, yeah. How do we do this? We That's still, it. we no. still. That's oh, that's it. You just read yeah, them. that's oh, it. What? And then uh, fans or listeners can decide in the comments who won uh, the draft. Perfect. I obviously won. Uh, here are my choices, and as host, I get to do it this way: Majora's Mask, Forza Horizon Five, and Midnight Club Dub Edition. Uh, up next, we've got Mike with Arkham City, Mass Effect Two, and Portal Two. Justin rounding it out with Melee. That's Smash Bros. for you. Half Life Two and Halo 2 with one of arguably the best storylines in video game history. How good? Or, how good was I'm, Melee? T- dude, how good was Melee as far as 
going from N64 to the GameCube. Yeah. Debatably still one of the best more than Ultimate. Like, people Mm -hmm. love that feel of Melee more than Ultimate. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I wish I could uh, attest to that, but I never had a GameCube. So there's that. Well, you have an (laughs) Xbox, which plays games. I have, uh, yes. (laughs) I have different (laughs) machines that play games, but never a Cube one. I had a Dreamcast. But uh, never a cube. <laughs> yeah, I made the wrong choice there because yeah. that was the choice. I, I could get a Sega Dreamcast, or uh, or hey, I could get a GameCube. And you had access to or a Ill- PS2. You had you had no, access had to uh, Ill Bleed and Crazy Taxi. Both of those games, amazing. Actually, I did have Crazy Taxi. The best version of Crazy Dave Taxi is on the Dreamcast. So facts. I, I like the arcade. Super smooth. Uh, all right. That is our episode of Test Your Might. This was episode 106. And if you made it through the whole thing, if you're still here, if you're watching, if you're listening, we love you. We thank you. We appreciate you. And we hope to see you next week on your weekly video game debate show, Test Your Might. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.